Welcome to Pure and Simple, a podcast from NCMPR that spotlights community college marketing and PR professionals. Hear from NCMPR members as they share their personal and professional experiences and tell stories from the field. I'm your host, Jeff Julian, a proud member of NCMPR and Interim Chief of Staff Board Liaison at Harper College in Palatine, Illinois. Our guest today is Daniel Ramirez, a self-described data nerd and director of public relations and marketing at South Texas College. Thanks in part to Daniel's data-focused marketing approach, South Texas is seeing good things in its enrollment numbers. All right, Daniel, welcome to the podcast. Really good to have you with us. Well, thank you for having me. Excited to to get this discussion going. Excellent. So, you know, data as a term is thrown around pretty easily in our marketing discussions, even in our higher education conversations in general. I think we all know it's important to decision making, but sometimes it's more about which data to be using. And that's not always easy to identify. What helped you and your marketing team to determine where you wanted to focus? Well, for us, I I think the biggest part was always having to, prior to this, we were always based or or graded upon enrollment numbers. And and we certainly know that the efforts of marketing are there to support enrollment. They don't necessarily or directly lead to that enrollment. Um, That's something that we as marketers understand, but I find that a lot of administrators and others around the college don't necessarily uh, understand that or even believe that uh you know marketing's got that target on their back so for us we (laughs) really you know we we had the impressions you know we had the click-through rates we had all of those things that we felt were really performing above industry standards right but but we'd always get that question of but how does this impact enrollment why is enrollment Mm -hmm. still flat and Mm -hmm. so you know to to really sort of offset that and to really shift the conversation, you know, really started saying, okay, let me tie these into the enrollment funnel. Let me tie these into the recruitment process. Let me show how how marketing is supporting those, not just by saying we've developed a commercial, but, you know, what impact does that have in drawing students into and through the funnel? So that was your kind of process, then you you took a look at what data points really impact enrollment. And that's where you started to bring your focus in. Am I understanding that right? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it really was. Because I mean, we have, just like most institutions, we have a wealth of data points that, that we can pull from. And we certainly didn't want to sort of suffer from, you know, paralysis by over analysis, we, we wanted right. to, to really kind of start small. And, and instead of, you know, incorporating as much data as possible, we really wanted to just pick one or two pieces and say, let's look at this. And, and for us, you know, that was really really looking at like enrollment composition, you know, what is the breakdown of enrollment look like? And can we as through our marketing efforts, help increase some of that. So because we really weren't focused on stopouts, or transient students, you know, it was really about the new students. And so if we could see if we were making 
changes to that year after year and semester after semester, then we could slowly start shifting that conversation to show how our marketing efforts are really focused there and we're moving that needle and that if we sort of increased efforts into those other uh, compositions, then we could you know, hopefully do the same with those. Right. Okay. So how do you translate data as it relates to the enrollment conversation into something everyone understands, right? You know, when you're having that discussion with the board or senior leaders, you want everyone to be fluent. Oh, yes, absolutely. Well, um, there, there's two different approaches. One, you know, you can kill them with data to the point that they don't ask questions anymore. And for some people, we've had to do that because, you know, they, no matter how we framed it, we just want to show them that we're making positive gains. But, but really, it's about trying to, to relate it where they can see it uh, and sort of trip over that wire and they discover it on their own. So to give you an example, when we have leads that come in our inquiries that come in we want to show our efforts are moving through that so for example we reach out to those leads we try to move them to the next sort of pain point or through that that pain point and we show them this is how many we had here were our efforts look at it now so we try to break it down into almost step by steps in that funnel so that way they can see it and they start realizing, okay, you know, there is effort being pushed here and this is helping support and push those students through there. So you are a self-described data nerd, am I right? Yes. <laughs> so was it hard to get your team to embrace your love for, for, for data? How, how did you get them to the same place as you? You know, yes, it, it was difficult to, and, and to some extent it still is. Uh, and, and I think part of that is because for me, I've always been an analytical kind of guy. I've always liked numbers. I can see numbers. Um, my major in college was act actually mathematics. Uh, so that explains okay. a lot of my love for numbers. Yeah. Right. But, but what I've really tried to do with my team is to show them that that data that we receive should be helping us make decisions. And so, you know, when we're looking at something, for example, even just PR pieces, you know, we want to really examine what kind of coverage are we getting? You know, is it the coverage we're expecting? And I want them to start looking at it and start asking those questions. And in doing that, my hope is that they start analyzing themselves as they go through that process. So it isn't really so much as just telling them, look at this number, look at that number. Certainly, I'll point those things out. But really, what I want them to do is to start sort of critically and analytically approaching some of their efforts. So that way, it isn't sort of this spray and pray uh, type of mentality. It's really more of, if we want to move the needle here, if we want to get more coverage here, what's preventing us from doing that? And does the data show us ways that we can improve upon it? Um, another example on the PR side is, you know, we used to send messages just through Outlook, like press releases, letting the media know. Through that, we're not getting anything back that says who opened it, who engaged right. with it. We're not building any kind of, you know, data that we can use over time. And so by implementing a system that allows us to send, now we can see who are our most active recipients. And for those that aren't, we can then turn around and now have those conversations with them to say, 
what is it about our pieces that aren't engaging to to you or to your audience? You know, we can reach out to those gatekeepers and perhaps better craft some messaging or, or better help them in their jobs with stories that maybe would be more relevant to their audiences. So it's about showing them how looking at the, 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 the situation from maybe a different perspective can open up new opportunities uh, and then hopefully uh, allow them to be more productive. I, I imagine, too, that it's somewhat about the balance between qualitative and, and quantitative, right, from an, an analysis standpoint, especially when you're working with creatives. Oh, yes, absolutely. And, 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 and this is something that I've always told them is that, you know, even as much as I love numbers, I realize that there also has to be a sense of, you know, the numbers are here. And I would say there's got to be some heart to it. And whether that right. means engage. Yep engaging somebody face to face or over the phone and having a conversation like that has to be there. Um, you know, because without that, you know, you're just going to rely so much on, on, on the, on the, the quantity, uh, the, the, the quantitative approach and, and you're really not getting down to it. The numbers aren't going to tell you that a piece isn't resonating because the audience is looking for a different message. It's just going to say they're not connecting. And it's only when you have those conversations that you really, Really start of understand uh, sort of the other end of the of the equation that can help you out. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I assume when you started really bringing in a lot more data to your marketing conversations, you were probably you know knee deep in these numbers. Was there something that you found that you didn't? know you were looking for that ended up being really valuable to the work that you do? You know, I, I, I think that, you know, some of the things really are, are just, um, you, you, you'll sometimes read about things or you'll see some products or you'll get a, an invitation to participate in a demo. And, and maybe you realize, or you think, you know what, that isn't for us. I know we don't need that. But in, in having access to the data, there's been times where I've sat in on product demos, didn't think they were worth anything. And then as I started looking at the numbers, I see little opportunities where that particular product could help us. Uh, because it's something we weren't using. It was an opportunity to really reach a large uh, part of our population uh, and hopefully guide them and help them in ways that they hadn't been. Uh, a perfect example of that is with our chatbot. Um, you know, we were looking at, you know, our leads and we run a report every year or every at the end of every semester, you know, how many of our leads actually matriculated into students. Um, and so we get the numbers back and, you know, we get three thousand leads sometimes a, a flight and mm -hmm. you know on, only seven percent were actually matriculating into students and that's an eye-opening number but at that point there's nothing we can do with it because the semester's already started uh, and right. so as we started looking at that data and kind of working backwards we found some key points where students were just sort of stopping in the process 
And we didn't have anything in place that was really effectively reaching out to them. Uh, you know, recruiters were trying, but, you know, they have their own load of, of students that they're trying to work with. And so that's when, you know, thinking about the, the chatbot, well, here's a product that we could automate, help answer some common questions, engage students, you know, whenever they're ready, and hopefully kind of move that, that student through the next process. And then once they hit that next sort of pinch point, we can then target them again with another group of, of sort of conversations and questions and answers for them. Uh, and the idea is to nudge them from one phase to another. And, you know, after right. our first initial pilot, you know, we went from 7% up to, you know, almost 23% uh, for a fall semester. So, um, wow. th- yeah, things like that where, you know, you, you think, you're, you're doing what you're doing and it's only when you start looking backwards to understand or to see things uh, then you connect the dots to hey I remember this product that I, I read about or heard about or sat in on and this could be something that could help us it's it's just sort of the epiphany where all of a sudden the sky opens and the sun starts brighting or shining down bright right. upon you you know right now You've talked a lot about the way you've used uh, data in terms of in enrollment, but what about persistence in that in in that element? You know, keeping the students that you have. Where where have you been able to use data in your uh, marketing efforts geared towards persistence? You know, that that's an area where we've we've really only recently started because a lot of our focus had always been on the recruitment side, the new student. And mm-hmm. and and it was always the, the 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 persistent, the retention, that was another area. So we're really only starting those efforts now. But uh, you know, one of the things that we do is we, we do, you know, of course we're we're starting to do more paid advertising. And targeted paid advertising to our to our current students, uh, where we're running those reports of the students that haven't yet registered uh, and and enrolled for the upcoming semester, and mm-hmm. we're not only not only trying to serve them messages about hey register, don't forget to register, and stuff like that, but I mean we're really trying to serve them with messaging about engagement. You know there are ways to help a student if it's the middle of a term and and midterms are coming up. Now's the time where we want to promote maybe tutoring services or support services mm-hmm. that can help them. As finals come through, we, we target them with messaging. You know, we used to bring uh, dogs on campus for them to pet to relieve stress. So right, it's, right. It's, it's, it's not just about the, the, the sort of the, you've got to register, don't forget to register. It's about how can we help them and engage them and support them throughout the semester. So, um, you know, this is the first real year that we've started doing that. And so I'm curious to see how those students um, sort of persist, you know, if they've opened the messages, uh, did they ultimately choose to continue uh you know this year will be a little bit different with with all the COVID 19 that's going on and everything that that came about as a result but we're hoping we're hoping that we can have enough insights to see you know the level of engagement having a positive relation to their to their commitment to continue the next semester 
When we talk oftentimes, at least in, in the realm of, of NCMPR, you know, as we talk about different approaches to um, solving a marketing problem or a communications problem, we often think about the, the size of, uh, of a college's marketing team, right? Like, how, mm-hmm. what, what are your resources? And so I, I would ask you that same question. You know, describe your team size and how you think that's contributed to your success in using data. But also, you know, can this be done on a on a on, on a scale if if someone has a smaller shop? You know, what what's your advice for getting started down the path of improving a team's use of data? Yeah, well, you know, to talk about my team, this is probably where where eyes will start rolling. I have a team of about twenty five in in my department. Okay. So we are fortunate that we have a long, a large team. Um, mm-hmm. They are, we are sort of an in-house agency where we have videography, PR, marketing. Right. Uh, you know, each area though is no larger than maybe three or four people. And most are okay. only one or two at most. So, yeah. you know, so with that, given that we service the entire college community, uh, there, it, there's still a lot of, of work that, uh, or a lot of times where we're spreading ourselves really thin. Absolutely. Sure. But, but, but the, the key thing though is, is to really, there's a lot of individuals I think that, that you would find within a, a marketing department. Department that that just understand or have this love for numbers and have this love for reporting, and to really try to find those individuals and really kind of guide them or or sort of give them some reins to go off of. Um, in my team, of course, it's myself, but outside of myself, you know, there's maybe one or two other individuals on the department who are really you know knee deep in the data. And, and we just kind of get together regularly. We look at the numbers. We look at the problems. We look at the opportunities and we just kind of continue to learn from one another. You know, they'll see things that I may not see. I'll see some things that, that can shed some light into problems they're having. So you don't need a large team. What you, I think, really need is, is people who are willing to, to, if they don't uh, have a complete comfort with it, to, to, to attend those webinars, to attend conferences, to read up, to learn, to ask questions. Uh, you find those people that, that, you know, really kind of have that passion for it. And they're able to just build off of the foundation that they may already have. Um, I come from a, a web background. When I first started, my first job in community college was as a web designer. So web analytics and things like that were, were, were in my wheelhouse. So the transition mm-hmm. from, from web analytics, I mean, that is really the, uh, one of the big core foundations. And so it, it wasn't anything sort of new to me. And, and uh, one of the other gentlemen, he also has a background in web. So a lot of the reporting is on that end. Uh, but I have individuals on my marketing side that, you know, we've, 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 we've sort of showed them some of the things we're looking for. You know, we share any kind of articles, you know, it's just a matter of collaboration. And, and if, if I come across a good webinar or a good article, I'm making sure that we're sharing it internally. We use teams. And so we're regularly sharing a lot of content amongst each other. So that way we can allow others to kind of read, learn, grow from there. Um, but, you know, for those that may not have that resource, I think the, the number one thing I always tell people is reach out to somebody that is doing this and just 
ask them for a little bit of time. Uh, every time I go to NCMPR, every time I present, I'm always telling people, here's yeah. my cell phone, here's my cell phone number. Give right. me a, right. give me a call because I love talking about this, but more importantly, I love trying to help others, you know, find a passion for it. Like I have. That's great. Well, I would guess based on this that you're going to get a few more calls and emails <laughs> to talk data. Daniel, thank you so much for taking the time to, to talk about it with us today. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, Jeff. Thank you. Pure and Simple is presented by the National Council for Marketing and Public Relations, an organization for marketing and PR professionals at the nation's two-year community colleges. For membership information, visit ncmpr.org.